Welcome to the Donnybrook Podcast. I'm your host, David. This is Amanda. Why did you turn my microphone down? Is there like a subtle hint here that I'm the loudest one of this? Shh. Okay. And that's John. Okay. I'm and here. that was not a subtle hint. That was like a clear, clear declaration. Obvious. You are loud, John. Very Overt. loud. Yeah. That's <laughs> rough. So uh, I don't know if our listeners know. But we have been blogging or picked up on this this reality from last episode that the reason we're blogging is because Amanda, whether she realized it or not, committed to something last week when we were recording our podcast. It was kind of an accident. It was totally an accident. She probably didn't mean to. She's been probably ruining the day. I put myself in you two's power. Okay. Evil laughter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Actually, Brent, who joined us last week on the podcast, suggested that we make up a, a faux list of um, of titles that were just awful. You guys conspired that. further when I was gone? You, but we may have t- sent some texts back and forth. That oh, we my goodness. I was of. not privy to. Yeah. But we've come up with a list. Yes. So we've blogged it. So you can go to... We blogged a list. Donnybrookpodcast.com. You can look at your you know, that assignment. Is, we, we blogged another list. We did blog. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit embarrassing. If you look at the Donnybrook podca- Donnybrookpodcast.com, we have a number of blog entries now, and they are almost all entirely listicles. Uh, it's bad. It's yeah. really bad. So, but I'll get on that. I can fix that. I can good. do something else that's good. more sub- substantive, maybe. Please I've, been, I've been known to write things that weren't lists you before. Should, you should just publish your your um, your speech that you gave on on consumerism. Oh, I could, yeah, I could we, shoot that over to you. That would be good. I yeah. think that would be would be worthwhile. But in the meantime, Listicle. David and I are, th- are so excited that we could just burst because we've come up with... We've come up with 20 books that you actually haven't read. 20 books I haven't read. Okay, so David, set this so, up. So without further ado, I present to you. Without further ado, I present to you. <laughs> the top 20 books that Amanda must read this year, you won't believe, number 11. Oh, dear. What? No, I, now I, our, transform- our transformation like into bu- BuzzFeed is complete. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So, the whole idea here is that... Um, Young adult fiction, children's fiction right. is 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 Amanda's Achilles heel. She it's my never weak point. Read these books as a child. I told you guys, I didn't have a childhood. I was trying to figure. I thought out how I've to been make, clear about this. I was trying to figure out how to make this like some really bad dad joke pun about Amanda's heel, Achilles heel for the blog title. I think it's too deep of a cut. It was too deep. It was. <laughs> I don't know how to. Too heavy of a nerd thing. I'm sorry. I couldn't. So we've got, um, yeah, our twenty books. And as we were going through them, we realized we really want 20 legitimate books here. So if we're doing a series, we've like burned up five books. So forget it. So we really got like 40 books here. Oh my goodness. So I'm, I don't have 20 books nope. to read. I have 40 books to read. Nope. And we aren't apologetic at all because most of these are like 100 pages or 150 pages. In some cases, they're actual like grade school level, level chapter books okay. that you, you I, I will be able to read them. should be able to read I, and recommend. I, I hope so. And and, and furthermore... Should be able should to. Be. Okay. I, I well, hope as you're reading these that you can... Some of them in particular, I hope you can read through the eyes of a child or as your younger self and imagine like, oh... What would the what would this have been like as a as a as a child? I actually think that that's probably going to be the biggest stretch of this whole exercise to put myself in the mind of a child. Now, I have no I I have nothing against children's literature and I read plenty of it. I I think 
I, I mean, I read the Chronicles of Narnia every year. That's that's something, right? Um, but I don't really remember what it was like to be a child on some level. This is good. I think this is going to be a great thing for so, you. So <laughs> yeah, if you're this. having trouble, all you need to do is do this. You just think, what would it have been like for John and David as children right, 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 right. to have read this? I, I, can, okay. I can imagine that. Okay, there yeah. you go. So. So I want to I want to share with you. We have this on the on, right. the, on the blog, and post. I have not seen this, this list is, yet. Uh, You've not seen the list. This is uh, a quote from the uh, this guy named Jack. He said, "A children's <laughs> story can only be enjoyed by children who can." Well, I totally screwed you butchered that. that. Yeah. I already know. A children's, a children's story, story <laughs> that can only be enjoyed by children is not a good children's story in the slightest. Yeah. All right. So. Book one is the series, The Chronicles of Prydain by Lloyd Alexander. Okay. And How many books in the series? Five. And this is my selection. Okay. Um, this is my selection. So a couple of years ago, I introduced you to Ursula Le Guin mm-hmm. and um, have, Thank have, you, by the have way. patted myself on the back ever since. Yep. So um, not as literary as okay. Le Guin, but in many ways, this is this is the discovery like Le Guin, where I was like, how are not how are we not talking about this book more? Like, why is this not more mainstream than it is? And it's still in print. It's um, these books were written in the '60s, and um, they they cover like a Welsh like fantasy world, Ooh. Um, myth, you know, Welsh myth, mythological kind of. Setting. Are they based on the Mabinogian? I don't know. You have I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. because I did have a childhood and didn't and didn't uh, read the Mabinogian. Didn't read that. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's a it's a collection of Welsh tales and the oldest um, surviving piece of Welsh literature, um, and it was translated into English for the first time in the 1800s by a homeschooling mother of eleven. Interesting. Um, Catholic, I would imagine. <laughs> well, probably. Okay. I don't actually know her religious background. Okay. Um, and uh, so, and I studied them. Um, in grad school because um, King Arthur appears in in one of them so anyway they're funny and because they're funny they don't they aren't like high high epic fantasy right because they really don't take themselves very seriously okay Um, but like there's a character whose name is Fluter Flan and he's got like (laughs) I think he's got like five F's in his first and last name which is kind of a play on the Welsh thing but it's exaggerated for the sake of exaggeration so it doesn't take itself so serious. Okay. Well, that sounds like so fun. The second one is the Wing Feather Saga by Andrew Peterson. Andrew Peterson is okay. A Chronicles and sagas. Well, four books in the saga. Okay. So we're in, we're up to nine and well in two. two. Yeah. yeah. We're we're very Christian proud of ourselves. Artist, uh, singer, but yeah. he decided to dip his toe into the um, book writing uh, field. Uh, John was telling me about these. You got to read these. You got to read these. And I tried to pick up the first one, and I just couldn't quite get. It took me a long time to get not the encouraging because it's not a really great, great, it's not good. well written. The first book is not well written. It's not but well worth written. it to get but to it, the, the story. Really, oh, okay. <laughs> really picks up. The second and third books are much better. Okay, and it's second, second book isn't it's, great, right? It's, okay. But it's a better story. It, it it's good story and it's enjoyable and it really builds to something. It's special moving by books three end. and four. It's cooking. Okay, and you're like, I'm ready. This this is good. I want to see where he's going with it. The Again, we were talking before the podcast about storytellers mm-hmm. versus right. writers who, right. who spend all this time in between the prose. Mm-hmm. And it's very much a storyteller story. book. Right. So, okay. 
really excited about both those. Well, I've just series. spent some time with Marilyn Robinson, who is much more about the pros. Right. And this so maybe I Marilyn need Robinson. some moving <laughs> action. Although yeah. I did also read another Neil Stevenson novel and um the review of it said it was 14 diehards smushed together nice. and it was 14 diehards <laughs> smushed, smushed together. together nice. So I'm getting a balance here. Okay. So that's <laughs> okay. two, two books in and tattoos. I have nine books to read. Yes. Does that mean it said yippee ki yay or 14 times? Or? No, 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 no. Just okay, lots and lots of action. Sorry. Okay, sorry ahead. to distract. Continue. What's book three? We got to move fast Have here. you read The Wrinkle in Time? I have read A Wrinkle Madeline in Time. Okay. All right. Yes. So this is the quintet, which is five okay. books. Um, I, my very favorites are A Swiftly Tilting Planet and Many Waters. That's books right. three and four. Okay. They, I mean, Swiftly Tilting Planet. So what you're saying is I need to reread um, A Wrinkle in Time and then go through. I don't. I think I, just watch the Disney movie. That oh, I'm sure that'll be a great plan. <laughs> I will say that was terrible. I know. And we know how low your standards are. <laughs> you know it. I do. So, um. I really don't think that you have to read any of them in any particular order. Okay. They really stand alone okay. on their own. They're just they're 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 simple, but they're really well told, very imaginative. Well, Lingle is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten yeah. into reading some of her nonfiction um, yeah, in the great. last couple of years, and she's just incredible. I don't think I've read those, so I may I may join you on those. Okay, so. okay. Swiftly Tilting the- Planet is a story of a couple of kids who end up traveling back through time, and it's kind of episodic almost. They okay. they trying to change the the, the current time mm-hmm. by changing the past and and many waters is a story that goes back to where these pre-diluvian twins go pre-diluvian and end up caught up in the story of noah oh wow really okay. a fascinating premise, premise yeah and yeah fun. that does sound good um okay uh next we have john robin hood or robin men hood iron. or men of iron you don't have to do I Both. just get to pick one. You can choose one by Howard Pyle. Okay, I'm I'm probably going to go with Men of Iron because Robin Hood um, I haven't read his Robin Hood, but I have read many. a lot of Robin Hood. And he does not make any claim to do anything much different. Kay. So yeah, that's Men, of Iron. Men of Iron. And, right. and it's just a classic medieval okay. action kind of book. And I think it's well worth at least recommending for, right. for students. So Okay. The next one on our list, number five, is The Phantom Tollbooth by Norton Juster. And and this one is actually not either of our recommendation. This is one that my wait 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 wait. So this is the list of books that you're recommending that I read, and this isn't recommended by either of you. Exactly. Did, Excellent. Did you, have you read this? This is a good strategy. So I've I've read it. Okay. Um, but the person who really loves it in my family is my 15 year old Ethan, who has some of your gifting. He he sat down. We were putting this list together, and he said, "What about Boys of Blur?" And I said, "I don't know. Let me text Mandy and see if she's read it. Because right. I bet she has. I have. And." He he that that got into his his brain. He went downstairs, found the book. We have an autograph copy, and he <laughs> found the book. Showed so do the I, autograph, but you know, sat whatever. Down, started at one o'clock. Went outside, played something around, goofed around for the afternoon. By five o'clock that evening, with other breaks involved, he had read the entire book. Right. That sounds very Mandy to me. That that's actually respectable behavior for a fifteen year old. Exactly. And I will take his recommendation. There we go. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right, David. Six. Number six. We have um, this is another twofer. You can do Johnny Tremaine by Esther Forbes or The Sign of the Beaver by Elizabeth George Spear. Um, Johnny Tremaine because I know my kid has a copy of it. Oh, there you, there you go. Because right. they're required to read it at school. I remember reading it when I was your kid's age, and okay. I just loved it. 
Okay. Really enjoyed it. Uh, the Sign of the Beaver also, you could probably read it in about a half hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm trying to boost my book count at the end of this year, maybe yeah, I'll grab yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Instead I, of epic poetry, you can throw right. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, Beauty by Robin McKinley is a retelling of the Beauty and Beast story that my girls Oh, you have gave me a copy loved. of that years you ago. Read it I yet. still have it, oh, but I haven't nice. read it. <laughs> uh, Aid is the Age of Dragon series, which we talked about uh, a little mm-hmm. bit before. Um, I, I, that's another one I want to read along with you. Okay. And if it's terrible, um, then we'll we'll go ahead and ditch it and say we don't have to read the series after okay. one. Good. Uh, the Ordinary Princess, which is a fairy to- tale story about a princess who is not. Um, it's a very short book. Okay. And uh, but it's a. The premise is the that the the. The girl doesn't have to be rescued from Prince Charming and is this hopeless, helpless kind of damsel in despair kind of thing. Okay. So I like the idea of of playing with those tropes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh Water Babies or Westward Ho. We we another either or. I've read neither, so Charles Kingsley, Kingsley. Have you are you familiar? Water Babies doesn't sound as exciting as Westward Ho, so <laughs> well, I, I don't know them- what babies and water <laughs> It's a fantasy. Okay. And it's, and it's, um, Oh, well, in that case, then maybe I will. Yeah, you might yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit shorter than Westward Ho. Oh, well, so, we know that's what I look for in a book. Yeah, so part of the interesting part, part of the interest in those both those books is that Kingsley has um, some pretty, some ideas that have fallen out of favor because, um, <laughs> because they're grossly chauvinistic and grossly wait, 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 wait. Western European. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I think helpful in understanding Victorian era politics and polarity. All right. So and he's like Kipling. Yes. And Kipling's on the list too. Okay. So yes. Yeah. We'll get there in just a moment. <laughs> David, you want to take the next? Oh, wait. The next You've one's You've got the next again. one. Okay. Have you, have, you, have you ever read The White People by Frances Hodge Burnett? I have not. Okay. So I've read several of her books, though. So there you go. When I was a child, I read, read The Little Princess. And The Secret Garden? And I read that as an adult. Okay, good. And I read Little Lord Fauntleroy. That's oh, yeah. her also, right? Yes. I yes. read that as a child, though. Okay, good. So, so Little Princess one, and Little Lord Fauntleroy, I read as a child. This one, homeschooler parents wouldn't have allowed, allowed you to read because it's a Excellent. ghost story. Oh, there we go. It's awesome. Okay. I'm really excited for you to read it. All right. Number 12, we have The Scottish Chiefs by Miss Jane Porter. Okay, I have not read oh, it. Oh, I just love this. This book is unbelievable. Fabulous. You haven't read this book. It is. It is really amazing. And there it, are books on the list that I don't care if you like. Okay, you have, I have to, to like, like this one. one. Yes. Okay, yeah, it's it's really wonderful. It, it, it's it is it, it it it's so much better than the movie. It's just unbelievable. Wait, there's a movie. Yeah. I yeah. Okay. Go. No, I, right. I literally there is have never there, even what? heard of it. Movie? What are you talking about? What movie? <laughs> have, you, have you not read uh, or not? You haven't seen the um, the uh, what's it called? Um, Braveheart. Braveheart. That little now. movie. I've seen Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, this is the story okay. of Braveheart of William Wallace. Okay, but it's the real story, I not like the Hollywoodized yes. Mel Gibson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's so, so much yeah. better. All right. I'm, uh, I'm always willing to believe that the book is better than the I movie. Thought you might it's, be. That's only not been true once in my experience. Oh, 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 oh. Which one? The Born Identity. Oh, yeah. That makes oh, total sense. Robert Ludlum point. cannot write his way out of a brown paper bag. I was it so is ridiculous. With, when I, when I, when I, I, I listened to the audiobook of that and it was oh, terrible. Oh, it's awful. Awful. Like, what a great movie. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The Jungle Book by Rudyard Kipling. I have not read that. Okay, so here's the deal. I have read other Kipling. 
other Kip- okay lots of other Kipling I, I I think the Jungle Book the the book stands on its own okay but really what I want you to read is Ricky Ticky Tabby because it's a I've re- short I've read oh Ricky you have Ticky read that, Tabby. Oh, that I actually I read that as a child um it showed up um in the little tiny library in Priest River Idaho and um we brought it home one one week and How I read that it has survived Disney is beyond me. That is that is a short story designed for Disney right. in every way. Right, 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 right. Like the right animal down, hero. Yeah. Animal hero. Uh, like sec, you know, secondary com- comedic right. players who could right. sing songs in the back. It's it, anyway, it's it's fab. Have you read The White Seal? No. Also a part of the the shorts at the end. Okay. Uh, again, Kipling, sh- chauvinistic in, oh, yeah. in the extreme. And imperialist so, imper- and oh, yeah. colonialist. And in fact, and- if you read the, but here's what I wrote. Yes, we are aware of Kipling's, imper- that Kipling's imperialism is gross, but the man could tell a story. If mm-hmm. nothing else, read Ricky Tiki Tabby. Okay, okay, next. So the next three um, are ones I put on here. They are short, okay. um, easy reads, uh, books that I read when I was young and just loved them. Uh, Gone Away Lake by Elizabeth Enright. Never heard of it. A couple of kids Me who neither. go mm-hmm. on a summer vacation and they discover this like forgotten town where people actually live out behind this this lake, and it's this just really beautiful, neat childhood. Not story. a deliverance and kind then of thing. They are eaten by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> They're eaten by I know. Zombies. It's surprising. Oh, great. <laughs> Uh, number 15 is Swallows and Amazons by Arthur Ransom. Oh, I'm sorry. I've read that. Oh. Okay, we'll have to amend uh, the list. Oh, that's all right. You know what? We got we got plenty. We'll you already... Yeah. You've got, all right, keep on going. Uh, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim by Robert C. O'Brien. Okay, have it. This heard. is... It was it was made into a really horrifying animated oh, it's film terrible. in the 80s, I, I think. couldn't watch it, yeah. Yeah, it's really scary. This is really... Uh, the, the, the book itself is a classic. It's just wonderful. Okay. Neat, neat, neat. Neat story. Um, and then uh, number 17, John introduced this series to me. I enjoyed it. My kids really enjoyed it. It's called The Land of Elyon. And it's it gets it gets high marks, especially because there's a female protagonist. Mm. And very seldom do I find decent mm-hmm. books that are adventure fantasy based where the protagonist is a brave, like, don't be afraid to question, mm-hmm. you know, things and try hard stuff right. kind of protagonist, female protagonist so right. big part of that the next one on the list is caddy woodlawn who also has a strong female protagonist i like to think that amanda if you had read this as a child it would have been a very uh influential book for you you think so okay i think so all right well so, i'll look forward to reading it uh, and wondering what my life could have been what could it have been i'd be more outspoken is is that what we're looking for here something like that i don't know um 19 kidnapped by robert louis stevenson so you've read treasure island i have and treasure island was actually a favorite as a child i read and reread and reread treasure island okay. it was one of the few that i owned okay so okay. i i carried that one around so, with me so this is another one of those books that I really hope like I I'm going to be disappointed if you don't like okay because I I had the same experience and I actually I've read and reread both right but kidnapped is my preferred okay my preferred book and it's also um similar to Robinson Crusoe in the okay. sense that it's kind of a coming of age mm-hmm. kind of uh you know young man has to make his way from naivety right. to um some kind of understanding of right of the complexities of right. adulthood well I've gone back to Treasure Island mm-hmm. and it 
it hasn't entirely held up to me the mm-hmm. way it just seemed to captivate me when I was like 11 right. and 12. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be good to read another Stevenson because I, I really haven't. I haven't. I, I, again, I'm not suggesting that it's. Yeah, I, I read it when Melissa and I first got married. I read uh-huh. it out loud to Melissa and I, I enjoyed it. Then, That's adorable. Which that was still 15 years ago or longer. I think 16 longer. and a well, half years you, ago. I was going to say, you have a 15 year old. Yeah. So. Well, never mind. Okay. okay. And then the last <laughs> book on the list is uh, one that I recommended, which isn't really a children's book. Okay. And I'm not even going to suggest that it is the world's best literature or the world's best story, but it's by Jack London and it's called okay. Scarlet Plague. Okay. And so it is a dystopian. Uh, post-apocalyptic kind of imagining. Well, that, that hits several... Um, exactly. Yeah, buttons But it's for me. pre-nuclear. Right. So, so much of what's written in post-apocalyptic right. imagines a world where technology really has destroyed right. the planet. And in his case, he imagines it from the standpoint of what if a, um, what if a disease wiped out all of civilization? Mm-hmm. And I think some of his musings are interesting. Even if, again, very much like Kipling, very much like... Um, uh, who was the other author that we? Oh, uh, uh, Charles Kingsley. Right. Like, like he's got some. Oh, weird banal, obsessions. Yeah. Yeah. Things that he, yeah. some pre, you know, presuppositions that he makes. But right. still, Jack London. Well, I mean, I I read White Fang and loved it. Yeah. Call yeah. of the Wild. Call of the Wild. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Well, that's childhood. a long there list. You go. Okay. Now, your, so the uh, only thing orders. that will possibly be fair here is if the next time we podcast, I get to come back with a list of books that you guys have to read. Oh, why would that be fair? I don't understand how that would be fair at all. <laughs> you don't. You don't think that would be fair at all? <laughs> what? Like you guys just gave me forty for the price of twenty. That's right. Yeah. What no, if actually it would be thirty nine because you've already right read because swallows and Amazons. And Amazons. So you um, get a one book head start. All right. Here I want to know something. Did you like swallows and Amazons? I did. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Good. good. Yeah. Um. It, I read it several years ago, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, okay, okay, so I get to I get to recommend some books. I think um, I think that's fair. I think are you up for that, David? Yeah, so I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where your guys's weak points might be. <laughs> oh, um, that, since you haven't read to find, uh, um, you, I mean, you've read lots of children's books. Obviously, you can make this list for me. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of other things that you guys have read that adult books. Things is that we probably the area. We <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not touching that. Um, so I read an article, and I've probably talked about this before because this is the kind of thing that um, oh, I, yeah, I'll think is, about. I know what this is. You, you know where I'm going? Yeah. Okay, tell female, me where I'm going. Female yep, authors. Female authors. Yeah. So men on average read 90% male off- authors and 10% female authors. Um, women on average read 60-40. So still reading more male yeah. authors than female authors, but not by the same margin. So what if I I'm made good with reading some female a list of five books by female authors? I'm looking back through my most recent books. I have yet okay. to find a female author. See, there you go. I'm, just, I'm not proud of that. I'm just owning it. Well, and I, I actually don't really have a lot of... Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's the fr- the most recent book that you've read by a female author. Well, I don't think it's the most recent because my well, Ursula Le Guin would probably be right, the most right, 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 right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. At least you've read some Ursula Le Guin. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a list of of five books that you guys have to read. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm in. You in, David? Sounds good. You can commit to that. 
Excellent. Commit, David. David's smiling like he's I'm, not really I'm like, committing. I'm like squirming. I can tell. Yes, you look really uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable because of the commitment or because of the women? I have a really hard time reading. Reading? Just no, in general. Don't. I don't read that much. I really don't. But when you do, you like. You did read. You, I used to read a lot. Right. Yep. And now your smartphone has fried your brain and your attention span is gone? Can I read something by Karen? That Myers? Is swallow prior, prior swallow. Yes, probably. Karen Swallow request, prior. Yeah, can I? I would. I, can I request my authors and then? Well, I mean, if you want to add, I'd like. To, that's on you, my to, to read list. <laughs> so basically, what you're trying to do is get your to read list to to no, be I don't have anything on by. by <laughs> well, I can't say her Karen name. Swallow prior. Thank you. Yes. I, I don't have anything by her. On okay. My list. No, I I'm only not. have one of her books um, on reading well. Okay. Um, which was. I'm excellent planning on reading the book you gave melissa my wife for oh Christmas. um the, the liturgy oh liturgy of, of the ordinary of the ordinary yeah. uh that i would works. i would put that one Actually, on the I list would say honestly i would say i'm halfway through the book already because i've because you've had been... so many excerpts read to me that's in good. the morning and evenings that i'm i'm fairly well versed in the so book i take already. it that melissa's enjoying She's it loving it i knew she'd like it oh that loving makes me so it. happy yeah, yeah. okay can so. I can I request some some more liquid? <laughs> <laughs> have you read? Uh, have you read not the dispossessed, but the other one? The um, the uh, left, hand left hand of darkness. darkness. Yes. Yeah. Have you read not left yet. hand? Not yet. I'd oh, to. that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. All right. Well, um, before we get too distracted thinking about all of the books that I'll recommend to you guys yeah. or, or tell you you guys have to read. Um, speaking of children, um, how many times have the police been called on your children this week? <laughs> uh, that's a joke cops been called to my kids um never i don't think i don't think never ever. Uh -uh. i the closest closest call i ever had was we took ethan to the er once when i was roughhousing with him and oh. dunked, dropped him on his head oh dear and um the doctors gave us well then that's a the cops pretty, being called on you we weren't not they on weren't your kid. called but we got a pretty thorough cross-examination right, 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 right from the er doctor yeah which so, i understood which i totally understood. oh no no that's that's yeah. to be expected i mean Speaking you hope that they that don't happen 15 years ago well not quite that when did you dump Four, him on his head he was probably two really yeah man and he's still a good reader that's he's good. still a good reader yeah imagining what it could have been imagine yeah right he could have that's he, a terrible joke uh, yeah that's a terrible joke all right but a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming that this is leading somewhere that you're not yes. just asking how many times have your children been called. The cops so for the second time, for in, the second time in their in their childhood, the cops have been called on my kids for the distinctly were American crime. Graffitiing or uh, no, no, no. This is an American crime, an American crime only. They were playing without adult supervision. Oh my. God. Goodness, what kind of a horrible parent uh, are you? Okay, wait, wait, wait. For context, how old are your kids? 11 and as of today, 12. Okay. So at the time, they were both 11. And when you say they were playing, this was not a, like, was there destructive play? Like, were they playing by throwing no, rocks No, no, literally, they left our house, uh -huh. went and um, picked up their friends that live down the street who are a little bit younger than they are, but okay. not excessively so. Um, went to the park. Played around at the park for a while. Walked up um, behind the park to the canal, um, which, which has has water, no right, water in right, it right. because it's winter, right? Um, crossed the canal and climbed up the embankment, and um, we're on the edge of uh, Federal Way, where there's there's a scenic pullout up right, there, right? And and a wide sidewalk mm -hmm. and a fence, and they just kind of popped up over the edge, sat there, looked out over the city. There's a it's a beautiful view, and we're hanging out there, and somebody called the cops on them. 
Right. Like they're not carrying sticks or spray paint or, or sneaking around any of their toy the guns. They don't have, um, yeah. Yeah. And so the cops showed up and what happens? Like they just So a police officer showed up, I guess. Um uh the the boys didn't even tell me until just before bed. So they'd come home and they'd hung out and they didn't even mention it. Like, "Oh yeah, when we were talking to the cop today, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> um so he said he asked them what they were doing, asked them where they lived, asked them where their parents were, told them he didn't think they were doing anything wrong, but that um maybe if they didn't hang out here at the edge of Federal Way, people wouldn't call the cops because they were worried about kids playing without adult supervision and that was that okay so does that bother you it bothers me that people feel the need <laughs> to call the cops on my children for doing nothing for doing nothing nothing wrong but you weren't there. they, they were existing them. in public you how dare uh, i clearly you should have they could have been kidnapped yeah, well yes they could or have they could have run out into traffic or away. or they like could've. alex says they could have been sitting on the couch playing video games all day they could have been watching Netflix. They could have been watching could have Game been, of Thrones they, at home safely you know what? tucked into bed with an HBO right. subscription. So Lord I night. am trying to raise human beings because there's, because there's not nobody, helpless slugs. There's nobody on Fortnite trying to like Ugh. trying to uh, seduce young children. Right. right. Nobody's yeah. calling the cops on the parents whose kids are on the internet unsupervised six hours a day. Although that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> right? But the parents who are le- who let their kids play in a neighborhood where we know, we know people, sure, we know sure, sure, sure. everyone that lives near our house, we know people in every part of our entire neighborhood, You, we can knock on almost any door, know the people, at least know their dog's name, if not them. Um, and we live in one of the safest cities in the U.S., we live in a great neighborhood. It was a sunny afternoon on a weekend. Right. And there you go. Right. Yeah. So so this is obvious. I mean, this is this is what we call helicopter parenting. Absolutely. And Except somebody else is trying to make me be a helicopter parent. Sure, sure. Right. Because, Social pressure. Well, because because we've become hypersensitive to you know the horror stories right. so, so here here's we're hypersensitive to one kind of danger well we're, we're making decisions based off of fear yeah so we consent we fear that's not well informed by time. statistics we see this all the time through uh from both sides of the political spectrum right where people make decisions because they have one story of somebody who has had uh you know a some bad, bad thing happened right and mm-hmm. and and be honest, like most people have had a bad experience somewhere along their life. Right. But it doesn't necessarily, like my um, my wife had a bad experience walking around the mall when she was a teenager. And um, I and had a bad experience working in a restaurant when I was right a 19 year old. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. So these things aren't necessarily tied to, but, but the perception is right. that, that, the closer adults are, the less probability that you're going to have. Right, but the most dangerous thing that happens to any kid on their average day is they get in a vehicle and drive somewhere, right? Like that that's the riskiest thing that kids do on a day-to-day basis. If you're just going to look at the number one cause of death for children. Well, that 
obviously is in your vehicle. My vehicle is not that dangerous when they drive with me, but if you're... <laughs> was that a women can't drive joke? No, that, on the, no. that was a man you can't drive joke. Oh. It was uh, more personal than that. Wow, actually. okay. I'm, I'm offended on several levels at this point. Um, no, I think, I think, I think it's, I think our, our culture is, has come to a point where we make most of our decisions based on, um, based, based on fear. Right. And, and I think that that's, that's a very good point And we do. And I think the thing that, that is the hardest for me to deal with is that this is such an ill-considered fear. So to make decisions based on fear is a very bad way to live, but to make decisions based on fear that has such a loose basis in reality is worse. So if you want to live in fear, there are so many more imminent dangers to your child (laughs) than unsupervised play. Okay. So here's the hero in the story. The cop that the had the sense. Had the common sense. Oh, I know. Like, I wanted. These are good kids. I Why wish I we're... knew his badge number. I I yeah. actually considered calling the the police. Uh, yeah, who's yeah. the li- the community liaison? Right. And saying I have no idea who it was, but this was the time and this was the place. And I think place. it was good advice. He's like, and, stay away from federal. Like, don't right. put yourself into a place where you're like advertising. We're unsupervised. Right. And that's. <laughs> And and he and he framed it in a mitigate other people being interfering way. So he yeah, didn't he right. didn't put blame on them. Right. He didn't imply anything. He spoke to them calmly. They were fine. Alex did say, and this is I love his way with words. He said, um, he when he walked up, I um, I felt like I swallowed a globe. <laughs> for that that feeling in your throat when you you don't know what's going to happen. So. I, this just reminded me, David. Do you do you remember when you walked to the park when you were when we were kids, and some some punks came up and like beat you up? Do you remember? Oh this? yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first moved to, um, I had never had anything happen like this. Um, I, I grew up in Arizona, and and I'd never. I used to run around outside all the time, and practically lived out in the desert running around in caves and building forts and things and and riding my bike wherever I could go and I moved to Idaho and my first summer here I was 15 kind of uh had not hit my growth spurt I was very scrawny and (laughs) um I like like within the course of a week or two weeks I had gotten beat up twice just like out playing basketball and you were a block. And these from- kids came up and like beat me up and and like, took some, actually beat you yeah, up. Like like other kids. Then took some money and it's just a terrible situation. And then my mom asked me to walk down the store to the um to the uh you know to, to go the grocery to the, store to the grocery the store to get some store. to get some flour or something. And it was like, you know, four or five blocks away. Right. And I was walking along. And you're 15, 16, I'm, 17 yeah, years these, old. Like like adult ki- people pulled up and you know in their big 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 car and jumped out and this guy just started pounding me oh my goodness just the most horrible thing you could i mean that's awful yeah and you would think like a 15 year old's gonna be fine walking around yeah right? in normal in, society in broad yeah, daylight you would in the think. middle of town in broad daylight in the middle of town right. yeah right. yeah wow and so how many times did this happen in, that, in the course in that of a short horrible was, well, crime-ridden me- metropolis a, that you lived a, in a buell, idaho. buell idaho oh yeah, my just goodness a sleepy little town right and um, we went down to the cops and talked to them about it. And they're like, yeah, we know who that is. 
Did they do anything about it? He's not going to be in town very long. Oh. Interesting. He got run out of town. Okay. There was was a real problem with a particular um, ethnic group in that town that this guy was a prominent member of. Are you are you saying wow. this is gang related activity? No, it, well, the way you yeah, said that makes it sound. Of, yeah, yeah, he was he was trying to start as, something. About as gang as as, as you can be in Beulah, Idaho. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. But he was uh, not a good dude. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so, obviously not. Yeah. So I think I think I mean the only reason I brought that up was because here, here's somebody who's not like you were old enough to drive. Right. So you're yeah. old enough to have independence. Right. And yet you weren't. Um, in quote unquote safe, right? And have I, have I ever told you guys the story about when Melissa and I got chased? No. So scariest thing. Okay, now I'm going to become a helicopter thing. mom. Yeah. Thanks a lot, scariest guys. Scariest thing in my entire life, um, bar, bar none. We went, Melissa and I, when we were dating, maybe engaged. So we're in our early twenties, twenty one, twenty two. We went for a drive out again, s- small town, middle of nowhere. We're driving along this canyon rim. Um, and came up to this like lookout and there was this Bronco that had like the top ripped off and they saw my license plate and recognized and they said, Hey, are you from, from this town or that town? There's two towns in our County. And I was like, I'm from here. And they're like, do you know so-and-so? I'm like, no, I don't. And they just started cursing at me. And so I just left. I just was like, this is fine. So we drove, we're, we're, we're not messing around with these guys. Right. So I drove a couple of miles. We, we get, we just kind of kept on driving and two or three miles later, that car comes flying around me at, I mean, I'm driving 50 and it probably went around me doing 60, 70, 80 and they throw beer bottles at my car. Oh my. And then they stop in front of my car, block the road with their vehicle and then they all get out of the car. Oh my and then goodness. And come up and they, one of the guys slammed his fist into the window right where Melissa's head was, called her the C word <gasps> and want, they wanted me to get out and fight. And in retrospect, I realized it would, I, I still, to this day, I'm terrified. We were 10 miles from anywhere. Right. We were three or four miles from a friend's home. Right. And so I was able to get around those guys. But in right. my head, when that happened, I realized if they get in front of me again, first of all, I can't let them in front of me again. Right. Second of all, if they get in front of me again, I will drive over someone before right. I get out of the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I literally had a moment where I had to contemplate yeah, taking someone life out for yeah. for the protection of a. I was twenty years old, right, in a sleepy little town. So, so should then that does that then mean that we shouldn't send sixteen year olds to the store to get to get? Well, clearly bread? not. And twenty year olds shouldn't be allowed to drive with their fiancés. So, where is the 